Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. This is your spoiler warning. If you haven't seen Disney's Encanto, this is probably our first ever spoiler warning for a film that's legitimately like new enough to I know. A spoiler warning. I know. If you haven't seen Encanto, um, I recommend you watch it before you listen. Well, listen to us. But if you want to see Encanto, if you like that sort of film, um, spoiler warning. And also, spoiler warning for the episode of the podcast. Mm. I'm so excited. Wow. <laughs> that is a spoiler warning. <laughs> spoiler warning. I'm not going to give it. I'm not going to give you that. I'm not going to give it away. Okay. What I thought. Okay. But, you know, spoiler warning. Spoiler warning for Encanto. <laughs> Peace. I hate the word. I got, I got, I got one leg and a bucket of chicken. Yeah, I'm putting a little cornstarch on my werewolf, man. Luigi Mario. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Mission Zach's Leguizama Rama. This is a podcast where each week we chat about Johnny Legs and something he's done, something he's been in, some voice work he might have done. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this week is no exception. We're doing it again. Um, my name is Mish. You might know me from knowing a lot about Buffy. Uh, you would have heard that a couple of weeks ago. Mm. Um, bet you didn't know that about me. Mm. Uh, and I'm joined as always by my very dear friend, Zach Ruin. Ruin. Uh, who you might know from. Um, like not being like gracious when he doesn't know the answer to a quiz question. Being mm. a bit like, well, actually, that's, uh, that was a weird question. <laughs> Having a bit of that tone to yeah. it. I feel like you learnt, um, for those of you who haven't listened back to previous episodes, because we might be getting a lot of people who are just listening in because this is in Canto. Yeah, and you don't need to listen back to the No, do episode. it. But that's uh, like that, a weird thing to send people back to listen to is our mini episodes that we true. banked in order to have a bit of time off over Christmas. But I'm, I will say, though, that those two episodes really brought out the worst in us. Yes. I was so cocky. Yeah. No, you did well. Though. Yeah, I did do very well, but oh, I was cocky after. Cocky, yeah. yeah, so like after I got all the questions right, I was like, oh, my God, I'm fucking amazing. And I've been walking on clouds ever since, whereas you, when you got the questions wrong, you became a bit of a dick. <laughs> I will say, I will say uh, my quiz, so uh, to fill time, we just did little quizzes about um, things we like, and, and I did one um, for Mish where I did a quiz on um, – Uh, I asked Mish questions about Buffy and the quiz I chose was questions like, I thought I'll throw her some easy ones so she can answer the question, then have a bit of a riff, Mm. have some jokes, have some fun. So it was questions like, what school did Summer go to? What school did uh, Buffy go to? Mm -hmm. You know, what's the name of her vampire boyfriend? Mm -hmm. What was the spin off? Like shit like that, right? And then you did your quiz for me the next week and it was just questions like... um, Oh, what ye- What was the day called where they opened? No, I would say that our quizzes were perfectly fair. No, yours was a lot harder than mine. Do you think so? I mine think was so. hard. The hard- one I asked you was harder. The one you asked me was a lot harder. 
Gracious in defeat, I am. <laughs> um, I will say as well that we did bank those over Christmas time. Yeah. And we had lined up a whole bunch of other episodes yeah. uh, to cover us for like the next month. However, However. we have been inundated by like three or four DMs. Three or four, which to us is 90% of our listeners. But but not only that, that's three or four DMs on Instagram. At least one or two messages on Twitter. So that means more people. And a Reddit thread. More people than, than listen. <laughs> more people than, than there are listening to this podcast. We're demanding this. Yeah. Uh, because I was going to say, Mish, I was going to say, you said in your introduction, you changed it up a little and you said business as usual. It's not business as usual this week. Mm. No, sir. No, sir. Business as usual is pulling some random curio, yeah. you know, out of the vault. Business as usual is, 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 is finding a fun little project he, uh, Johnny did in 2003. This is next level. This is not business we had as usual. so many people, some, like, let's be honest, a manageable amount. We had a manageable amount of people. Relative, <laughs> relativity. Yes. Relativity is important here. To this strange side project of ours where we where we watch all of the content of a character actor we like, well, a lead actor that the world wasn't ready for, mm. that we like, Mish. For that podcast, which has very few listeners, mm. the amount of DMs was relative to our listenership. Huge. An avalanche. Oh, an absolute avalanche. An avalanche on an anthill, mm. but an avalanche nonetheless. Nonetheless. Um, that wanted us to watch and chat about Encanto, which is a movie that came out late last year, late 2021. Yeah. Right? And right now we're recording this in early 2022. So we're, we're on the ball. A lot of people are like, do critical thinking. <laughs> last year we had this amazing opportunity to watch critical while it was coming out and we just still haven't watched it yet. I was like, we could reach out to his publicist and say, yeah. hey, does he want to promote critical thinking? That yeah. would have been a great opportunity to get the legs on the pod. Yeah, but we didn't do that. No, we, we um, still to this day, um, two, two years, a year and a bit after we started this podcast, we'll say we should do the, we should well, strike while the iron's hot yeah. and do the Mandalorian episode. He did a cameo. Yeah. Big time. <laughs> we did a cameo on The Mandalorian look, a year I, and a half ago. And I'm going to expose us, Zach. I'm going to expose us. Exposed. We have not reached out to Johnny Legs no. to do this pod. No. I know that you would all, all two, three, sometimes six listeners. We've grown a bit. Six, about six now. Yeah, thanks. Um, would love for us to reach out to Johnny Legs to do the podcast. We haven't done that. There are multiple reasons. The main being neither of us want to be the one to take that plunge. And the second being we know he'll say no. So that's why we're not too keen to ask just yet. Can I just say, and I hate to disagree with you, Mish. I hate to disagree with you. Mm -hmm. I agree with you in the, um, in the, uh, the effect or what we're doing. Neither of us are reaching out to John Leguizamo. The reason the um the the motivation is um I I, I I I hate to break it to you different for you the fear is he will say no for me the fear is he will say yes and then uh, we've got to do a podcast with, with a man that we've just taught just like it that would I cannot imagine a more awkward hour and a half on Zoom thanks so much for doing this job. <laughs> 
We're actors ourselves. <laughs> oh, fuck. Oh, that's so Thank funny. You. Thank you. Thank <laughs> you so much, so much for doing this, John. Um, so you're in your dad Guzamo face. It's a compliment. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, that would be horrible. Yeah. yeah. But, no, I think if we were to get Johnny Legs, we, we would surely put a lot of effort into that pod and figure out what it is that, that we're going to do. That would be worse. This, the, 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 I, I think we would, but when has, you know, hard work, effort, focus, a good structure <laughs> ever played out? It would be like, um, like, that's a great idea. And that would be, make a wonderful podcast. A lot of the most successful podcasts in the world. Yeah. Um, you know, do, do things like preparation and engaging with the concept yeah. for us to do that would be like um, just trying something new for the most important episode yeah, of the true. podcast. So then I think we would kind of maybe fall in this thing of like, let's make sure we keep it the same. Mm-hmm. Let's keep the same energy. Let's give this the gravitas we give every episode. And then like the the internet connection won't be very good for the Zoom. Oh, God. <laughs> do you, do you know what? Actually, I had a really funny idea the other day. Yeah is that we don't get Johnny Legs on yeah. for Leguizamarama, but we'll bring him on for episode one of Michael Shenanza. <laughs> and he can review Eight Mile with us. For a very, or for a very <laughs> special episode of Recaps. So oh. George Columbaris, right? <laughs> <laughs> Recaps, of course, was our first podcast. You can go listen to the whole thing Please. right now. There's so many episodes. I think I think you should. I uh, you know we love recaps. We we will bring back recaps if John Leguizamo ever stops fucking doing things. Yeah, big time. Um, do you want me to? Do you want to talk about Encanto? I really do. We want to just do. jump straight in. All right, I'll do. I'll I am so way. excited. I can't wait to hear what you think. I'm so excited. Hey, it's Paige Desorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com style. Encanto is the 60th animated feature film of the Walt Disney Studios. This is interesting because 60 is approximately the amount of minutes in this two-hour film that I was crying like a little bitch. (laughs) (laughs) It tells the story of the Madrigals, an extraordinary family who live (laughs) hidden in the mountains of Colombia in a charmed place called the Encanto or Encanto. I say Encanto, but... Uh, the magic of the Encanto has blessed every child in the family with a unique gift. Every child, except Mirabelle. Oh. When things start to go awry with their magical casa, or house, Mirabelle takes it upon herself to figure out what's going on. Leguizamo plays Bruno. Oh. Oh, yeah. Oh. Yeah. A dark, mysterious <laughs> figure shunned by his family because they do not understand his strange powers. Mm. He is shunned so deeply that the family doesn't talk about him. 
they just sing about him in a hit song. <laughs> <laughs> Did you explain that in intro if they all have magical powers? Yeah. Yeah. So oh. the idea is, if you haven't seen it, is it's very original. Oh, I don't give fuck what anyone says. I think straight in, this has, it has frozen vibes, except, except without the ice and with the juiciness of Lin-Manuel Miranda. Yeah. <laughs> um, I loved this movie. Yeah. So much. I knew I would. Yeah. Like I knew I would. When I saw the the ads for it, I, saw, I went to, I think I went to the cinema and there was like a ad for it before the movie I was seeing or whatever. And I was like, oh fuck yeah. Yeah. And then when I found out Johnny Legs was in it, yeah. I shit myself yeah. in the cinema. You did. Full on shat myself I in that cinema. It. Yeah. yeah. It, was, it was fucked. Um, and I knew, I was like waiting to watch this film. Yeah. We wanted to go and watch it at a cinema, but I think both of us were kind of like, oh, pandemic. You know what I mean? It kind of like, it was I, a bit I, messy. It was, I don't even know if it was that. We were just like, you know, um, I'm about to go on tour. You're uh, about to do a comedy festival show, your first ever. Oh my God, I can't wait. Oh, to it's see it. available right now on Eventbrite. Um, we got tickets available for the Arnie Donna tour, but I mean, fuck, like, you know, like, <laughs> if you're listening to this, you go on to that, you know. <laughs> If you are listening to this, you're not necessarily coming to my show. So, um, so let's change that around. So please just come come to my show. Zach directed it. Yeah, I did. There you go. Well, I will. Yeah. When you see it, it'll have been directed by me. Yeah. Um, that's, it's a great show, Mish. I can't wait for the world to see it. Thanks. Um, <laughs> and by the world, I mean our three listeners. Yeah. Um, I, I, uh, I... We just had to we record a bunch of podcasts. We were just like, every time we caught up, we, we had to record podcasts. Yeah. Um, it was just the idea of if we could find two hours together, two hours 15 if you count mm. the trailers, that was, that was a, maybe oh, two podcasts. And also, if know? we'd gone to see this at the cinema, I would have been a wreck. I would have just been so enamoured by everything that was happening. I fucking loved this movie. Yeah. Like, it is up there. Yeah. With one of my favourite Disney movies of all time. I, I legitimately was like, I think this is like, that was like, I was like, I think this is, is like. And then I was like, they've been delivering for like, like Moana's great and yeah. Frozen is great. Um, but I, I was like, I really, this is like, this is very special. Special. It's special. Like it's really. And it's so funny because I actually didn't know. Well, no, I did know. That Lin Manuel Miranda did the music for this film or directed it. No, did the, did music. the music. He directed Tick Tick Boom. Have you seen Tick Tick Boom? No, what's that? Wait, yes, um, no, Mich- no. It's the one with Andrew Garfield. No, I haven't. You seen are that going yet. to um, just love it. Fucking love it. Yeah, I really want to. It's not my partner's part. deal. Like he's just like, I don't really want to watch that. Do you know what? It wasn't really my deal either. I'll, I'll just very quickly talk about Tick Tick Boom. That movie is <laughs> is. Um, like earnest in a way available now on Netflix on Netflix. Check it out. Um, that movie is like earnest in a way that only music theater is. And as someone who studied with music theater people, like it, like it took me like of its two and a, two and a bit run, run hour runtime, at least 45 minutes before I could like mm. stop vomiting in my mouth. Mm. Like, it's like, whoa, this is earnest. Okay. You know, like it's really like proper. Very music theatery. If you can push through that, 
it's a really, really beautiful. I movie. can. I and did, I could, I, and I did. I can push through that. But stuff. it's like it's confronting to see people being like, you know, like I have to write my musical. <laughs> it's like, oh, you know, because because like I know so many people that are like writing a musical, yeah. and, and they're all terrible. No, I'm oh, joking. No, they're fine. They're no, fine. I love you like, if you're listening. <laughs> it's true. Um, um, but no, but Tick Tick Boom is beautiful, 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 and and I think I think a lot of people would watch 45 minutes and switch off because mm. they're not used to something so earnest. But if you push through it it, 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 it opens you up, it warms you up. I really want to watch it. Um, that's why I wanted to say on that. I also really, on but that. I also really, really, really want to watch Cheer Season 2 and I haven't gotten around to watching that yet. Because oh. now, see, okay, fun fact, I now live with my partner. Bam. Bam. So I'm no longer, I don't have 100%. You live with your partner, Bam how how was the shooting of Jackass? I mean, it can't it can't have been easy for that was age. before my time. Before oh, I was okay. With him. No, I'm um, talking about the new one. Oh, is he in that? I don't know. Okay. Surely. <laughs> anyway, I just imagine they've just been like. <sighs> <laughs> so we're gonna put a snake of a snake on your balls. Okay. All right. Yeah. That's fine. All right. Okay, sure. Yeah, that's fine. Um. No, I was. I, now I live with my partner. I don't have one hundred percent pure control over what's on the television. Yeah, no, you don't um, know. he does. No, he doesn't at all. <laughs> it's very fifty-fifty. But we try and find things that we can both watch together, and we have like very different tastes. It's all stuff I'm navigating living with a partner. We have very different taste in terms of like not movies completely, but television. He likes Top Gear. Fuck off. Yeah. Fuck off. Hey, Top Gear's fun. No, it's not. They're not great. Like. People, but it's a fun Top, show. Top Gear is not a good show. I don't give fuck. I don't give fuck. I don't. I, it's not good. I don't understand why everyone loves it so much. I find it so dull. Anyway, um, so yeah, I really want to watch Cheer. That is totally not something my partner is interested in watching. When am I going to find the time, Zach? When am I going to find the time? Yeah, no, it's tough. You know, I think uh, it's a really big one. I've tried a strategy with Annie where I go, you choose the genre, like you go as specific as you want and you choose the genre and then I'll pick the thing. You know Mm. what I mean? Like you want to watch a romantic comedy? I'll go pick a romantic comedy. You want to watch a, um, but I think it's, that doesn't work. I will say though that he watched Encanto with me last night. Yeah. And we both loved it so much because you're dead inside if you don't like this film. Oh, that was such a good segue back to Encanto. Yeah. I loved Encanto too. I don't know if I've been clear on that. I think I have. I loved Encanto. <laughs> I think it's there. It's, it's, I think it's like, um, like it's there with like Lion King. Oh, and, yeah. You know, I'm trying to think other, like it's, it's top tier Disney. Yes. Yes, I, I, absolutely. I truly believe that it's it's like it's going to be in fifty years. It is time. visually spectacular. Like like you know how Frozen when Frozen came out, it was this incredible white fantasy ice. Yeah, not white fantasy in a weird like. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, like <laughs> white as in snow, snow, frost, snow, ice, frost. Um, and it was this. It's it's that except sprawling green hills, and it's Colombia, and it's like. The most beautiful. It looks the stunning. The design is amazing. It's also just like um, uh, I've, I've watched a few little YouTube videos about how Pixar have pioneered like, um, and this isn't Pixar. This is Disney. Mm. But right, I've got a theory, a Pixar theory. I'll get to it. But but basically, where Pixar have pioneered like ways to film um, 
animation. Uh, I don't know if you've ever seen any of those YouTube videos. Have you seen no. them? No. But like, basically like there's this, there's this, these videos just where they're talking about, and there's this one guy in particular at Pixar who his whole thing is trying to get, well, there's a few of them, but like the effects of a camera on mm. in animation. So in animation, usually it's just, you just place the camera, but like this, they, they've, they've Pixar have pioneered these like ideas of like, they have lenses and they have like focus and they have like yeah. how like they shoot their anime. And this movie, I felt that there's like moments where like the close up, like her hair is a bit blurry, yeah. but her face is in focus. And like, like it, it just, it feels like it's like shot on film, you know, yeah. it's just beautiful. Incredible. And all the like, it's like every song, you know, what's the, um, oh. I just can't wait to be king in Lion yeah. King. It's like every song is done like that. Like the, every song is like fantastic. It's elevated. Like elevated. it just, oh my God. It's, it, it was the music in this mm. is so good. Mm. And like, there is a part of me that's a bit of a Puritan. And I like the old Disney films with the old Disney music and not the big let it go ballads. Again, mm. I keep referring to Frozen because I feel like it's a good um, comparison yeah, to a degree, right? In terms of the epicness of the movie. Um, I like a lot of the old school Disney music. They were kind of riffing on the, the like, it, it was sort of, even when they were doing it in the 80s, they were still kind of doing the 40s, 50s style yeah. musical. Like it was a very old school. Very well, well, you look at like Beauty and the Beast. Mm. There isn't the big epic ballad. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And I remember in Mulan when she does that, who is this girl I see? I was like, that's mm. sick. But like, anyway, I'm just talking about like the big epicnesses. Mm, mm. But within, there's the, so- Lin-Manuel Miranda is a fucking He's psychopath. Good. He's good. <laughs> like, and it, he's it also, so good. I loved that it felt like in the way that like, you know, it, it didn't, it, it was like Disney can be Disney. Like it's like you look at those old ones and it can be like a riff on Disney or a copy of a copy. But like Disney when it's at its best is like it's, it's a contemporary musical. Yeah. In the way that Lion King got Elton John. Yeah. This feels like that. It feels like. And I know Lin-Manuel Miranda's done other songs for for them before, but this really feels like, oh, this is as good as Hamilton. Like, it's like, this is what's happening in music theatre at the moment, so it's happening here in Disney. It doesn't... Imagine the live show of Encanto. Oh, boy. Oh, fuck me. good. That's a good one. That's a very good one. They do, like, live magic Johnny Legs could be in it. Oh, couldn't he? He's so good in this. He's so good. They're, honestly, this movie is like I, and we're not talking like Wastamos. That's we're, we're not that we're not there yet. But yeah, in terms but of this film, know, you know this film coming. is so close to a ten. Like it is so close to a ten. And anything that doesn't get oh. it to a ten, if we're talking ten out of ten, um, there's one thing about it, this film that really pissed me off. Oh, I can't wait to hear. Yeah. But I feel like most of what doesn't get it to a ten out of ten is. Is character or yes. originality or, or or shooting for something different? That's the thing I really love about it. Is it's is it's like it's original and it's really yeah. well done. Mm-hmm. Like it feels just so um, like it's not riffing on the. Th- it, it's sort of riffing on a lot of the themes of Disney movies, yes. you know, but in a way that it doesn't feel like it, it, it is, you know, in the way Frozen, we talk about Frozen a lot here on the uh, Leguizamarama. 
but I've got to say, the people we attract are Leguizamo fans and Frozen fans. You know, you know, we <laughs> if you did a really nice Venn diagram. There's a really nice little crossover between John Leguizamo and the '90s fans <laughs> and fans of Let It Go, the ballad. That's very funny. Um... <laughs> so. But... <laughs> Uh, but but in all seriousness, Mish, it's like yeah. the thing for me with the whole Frozen very directly talks about like talks to themes that are in older Disney movies. It's like it mm-hmm. it it almost like directly addresses ideas of like romantic love versus you know like yeah it it and it's about princesses. It's about yes. it's a very direct. Yes. Whereas this, I feel like. It's why I bring up Lion King. It's exploring the theme. Like Disney has this like recurring motif about like, um, like they just, I think they just talk about princesses and stuff because it's like fairy tales. Yeah. But what happens is there's a lot of like um, a motif about being born into responsibility. Like because Mm. they tell stories about royalty. Yeah. The idea of being born into responsibility and being born into a role and the pressures of that sort of thing. Mm. And this felt like a film where they were exploring those themes, but, but, but it, it, it was exploring the same themes as a lot of their princessy movies, but it wasn't, a, it wasn't about royalty, but it was in a way. It was yes. about the same theme. Yes, that's a very good point. I didn't even think about that. You know, and it just felt really like profound and like interesting because it was like, I just, I've never, there were just story beats that I've just never seen. Like yeah. it just, yeah, the, like just the relationship between the whole, like the the sisters and stuff mm. like that, was this very something you, you wouldn't see usually in a in a Disney film. Yeah, my um my favorite character for sure was Louisa, who was the eldest sister who was really strong. So there's a strong because basically I don't know if we fully like so there's a magical house, but the the, the mythology of the film is every child like after this profound event a grandmother got this the abuela got this uh blessing he's and a fucking cunt by the way it's that's my issue with the movie was that fucking cunt <laughs> <laughs> that her grandmother's a cunt <laughs> that's what it's about are you joking no i think mirabelle's grandmother was a cunt is that literally your issue with Yes. Film? Because you know the film is about her being a cunt. Yes, I know. But no, my issue with the film is how it ended. But like, it's hard. To, you couldn't realistically do a Disney movie, I suppose, like this. But that grandmother is awful to everyone in that family, essentially. A lot mm. of pressure. Horrible to Mirabelle. Like, mm. literally tells her she's not allowed to come to family events. Mm. And then at the end, she's just like, oh, fuck. I just realised it was actually me the whole time. And everyone's like, that's okay, granny. This is kind of Get fun. Fucked. This is kind of fun, though, Mish. Mm-hmm. Because we rarely disagree on this podcast, mm-hmm. and like everyone has, we've ever talked to about making this more professional has mm-hmm. always been like, you should like disagree, like commercial radio people do. <laughs> I fully, I fully, fully disagree with you on that issue with the film. I think that was like core to what the film was about, and not just that she was rude. I think she was rude and mean and horrible, right? Mm-hmm. And it was about that. But I thought that the ending was about like. I thought the film at its core was about like intergenerational trauma. It was about, yes, she's rude. We don't like her kind of from the start, Mm. but at the end it's sort of saying like, it was about her learning and her growing. And it was as much, we think it's Mirabella's story, but it's as much her story as it is Mirabella's. Yeah, I agree with you. Kind of. Absolutely. Yeah. It all wraps up a lot neater than maybe it could. That's what I'm saying. I didn't feel realistic. But I, 
I really liked that the twist wasn't just you're a bitch, you're mm. nasty. The twist was like, that was like the all is lost is you're nasty. And then it was like, oh, fuck. She's nasty because she's experienced pain that I can't ever imagine. She's nasty because, because she lives in a world that she's mm. been fighting to protect mm. me from. And I think that's a really like, I don't know a lot about like, the immigrant experience or like, you know, but I think it's of note that this is an American film about Colombian people. And I think there's an element there of the complex relationship sometimes second or third generation children have with first generation parents or grandparents, this complexity of why do you have these expectations? Why are you so cruel to me? Why are you so mean to me? And then this realization of like, because they're Mm. looking at, they're coming from a different place. And I think, I don't know, I just thought it was really beautiful. <laughs> I thought it was really, really beautiful, this idea of, like, them both understanding each other a little bit more. I thought it was very nice. I just didn't think it was realistic. Like Ladybug the musical. I, I just couldn't help but, like, go, you look at The Little Mermaid, right? Mm. Triton's a bit of a cunt. Although, in, like, retrospect, not really. His teenage daughter wants to run away and get married, and he's like, absolutely not. Yeah. So in retrospect, it's like, that's fair. You don't want your fucking 14-year-old kid to... Don't trade in your, yeah. like, your fish your leggies. Fish legs, so yeah. you're absolutely Until you're 18. Yeah. And then you, can make, then you can make your own choice, which is fair. But Triton's a bit of a cunt, but it's forgivable because you go, oh, okay, like, whatever. Triton, like, when it came from this place. I felt like the grandmother in this movie, the way that she was with her family, yeah. in my opinion, yeah, that's fine. is unforgivable. I'm like loving this. This is really yeah. engaging. I found it unforgivable how she treated Mirabelle and the other members of that family. Even and Isabel, the one who was, what was her power? Just being hot? Flowers. Flowers. She could create things and yeah. create beauty and create. Um, what a great power. Mm. So they all had, we've explained that they've all looked different. No, houses. no, we never got there. Oh, okay. So I everyone was, in this. I was halfway through the explanation that you started calling the abuela a cunt. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um, do, you, do you want to continue? So when they're about, like, when they, I think they're like 12, it's almost like a bar mitzvah. They, yeah. they, um, <laughs> they touch the magical candle and they, they each get, like, a distinct power. Yeah. And then, and then they live in this house above the village and, and they use their power. And, and the, the one character didn't get the power, the main character. Mm. But you were saying, you were saying... That your favourite character is Louisa. Louisa, who can, is, is abnormally strong. So like Hercules. Like Hercules, exactly. In fact, she mentions Hercules she in her does. song. Yeah. Um, and her song is by far my favourite. Yeah. I went back and listened to it again after it ended because yeah. I was like, that was the best fucking thing I've ever heard. Um, I was obsessed with her character. I thought she was so great. And her whole thing was her powers started to, as the house started to deteriorate because... The whole thing that the Abuela is really worried about is that the, the miracle is going, that the yeah. house is dying and their magical powers are kind of disappearing. And as the house starts to crack, Louise's powers, she starts to become weaker. And she has this amazing chat with her sister Mirabelle about it and about how without her strength she's just a loser. There isn't anything to her anymore. If she doesn't have this, then she literally will have nothing. Mm. And I just thought it was just like... Kids need to watch fucking movies like this, man. Like, it's so, it's, it's, I don't know. I just thought it was fucking great. And her song was the most Lin-Manuel Miranda thing I've ever heard in my life. Yeah. Um, it was like Lin-Manuel Miranda condensed. 
Um, it was so good. I, I thought what was amazing is that we don't talk about Bruno is the one that's cut through because yeah. there's so many like let it goes and your welcomes in this film and we don't talk about Bruno isn't that? Mm. Like we don't talk about Bruno is a really music theatery, mm. really culturally specific mm. song about a character and yeah. like about plot. Like it's the most music theatery song in the whole thing. Whereas other songs are just like vague sort of like pop songs. Yeah. And then that's the one that cut through. Mm. I find that really, Same. really interesting. I was, I was kind of not disappointed because it's still a very good song, but I was like, of all the songs in it. But I kind of think that's cool that, the, that, that that's the song that cut mm. through, the song that's like so tied. You listen to that song and they're like singing about a character. Yeah. And it's like you can't listen to that song removed. Let It Go is this standalone song. Yeah. Whereas that song, I don't think they thought that was going to be the song. No, probably not. Like they literally wrote other, you feel these other songs that are yeah. just like, hey, how are you doing specific to this plot? And then she's like, let me tell you, there's a lot of pressure on my back and nothing specific <laughs> to the plot. A lot of pressure on my back and I'm feeling overwhelmed and it's okay. And yeah. then she's like, oh yeah, cool. What's that got to do with the plot? And she's like, oh, specifically this. And she's like, oh, cool. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> that happens about five times. Who was your favourite? Who was my The hot one. No, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I well, do you know what? Bruno, baby. Yeah. Well, I will say as well, Johnny Legs fucking phenomenal. Also, do you know what's so cool? What? So cool about this movie is that there was this massive thing that went viral on like TikTok or Instagram, whatever, of like people going, Oh my god, the voice of Bruno is the voice of Sid from Ice Age. And I was like, Cunt, we knew that. Cunt. We fucking knew that. Cunt. Cunt. But do you know what I was serious? waiting for you this know whole what else? movie? Do you know what else the voice of Bruno is? Voice of Bruno is the complex, uh, complex antagonist in fucking Land of the Dead. Bet you didn't know that. Bet you didn't cunt. fucking know that. Do you know who Bruno is? He's the fucking bad guy's sidekick named Angel from Street Fight, Street Hunter. Do you know who that cunt? Fucking, do, cunt do you know who <laughs> Bruno is? I'll tell you who Bruno is. Bruno is the motherfucking guy who who was just doing his fucking job in a truck and then he got fucking shot and then had to like fucking rehabilitate with his wife Rosie Perez. Oh, in the take. In the take. Cunt. Cunt. Fuck you. Fuck you. Do you know who Bruno is? I'll tell Bruno you. is that fucking guy who took his fucking mother to the pharmacy and then ended up paying for a medication because he got a discount because he was with some sort of specific type of insurance that was affordable. It might have been a government sort yeah, of a plan. Government I'm not ad. entirely sure. That was a commercial. Like coupons. Yeah. They used the coupons for affordable. Yeah, but he was in the pharmacy with his mother, cunt. I'll tell you who Bruno is, cunt. Bruno is the guy you should have fucking known yeah. in that film. Bruno is the guy, is the name they should have put on the fucking poster. Yeah. But the world wasn't ready for fucking John Leguizamo in 1995. No. And the world doesn't deserve him now. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> I was so, waiting. This so, oh, sorry, go ahead. I was saying, I was waiting this movie. I was like, I hope Johnny Legs gets a song. I was like, I want him to get a song. He did not get a song. He did get a great little verse in the final song, mm. but he did not get a song. There's a spoiler warning right there for you. We've talked about the movie that that we've you've, we've spoiled the movie. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. And also, a spoiler warning doesn't work after the thing. Yeah, that's you gotta be true. like, he has a verse in the final song with everyone. <laughs> spoiler warning. <laughs> you shouldn't have listened to that bit. 
<laughs> sorry. No, I'm joking. It's um, fucking around. No, but but um, he fucking holds it up anyway, too. Mish, I'm so sorry, but um, you chose the game of who's your favorite character, yes. and now I get to talk about John Leguizamo. Yeah. You chose your strong lady. Sorry, go on. <laughs> sorry, I have nothing to say. I thought he was great. I thought he was so good. I was. Thinking, because they were like, oh, we don't talk about Bruno, and he was so brooding and dark. Mm. I was really expecting um, character actor John Leguizamo. Yeah, big time. I was expecting um, voice actor. Like, I was expecting what he usually does in cartoons, which is, like, voices. Voices, voices. So I was expecting Bruno to be like, Which, which, totally fair, because he is known for that for his live shows and for his... Yeah, yeah. And and so I was expecting Bruno to be a really heightened... I thought he'd be more complex than that, but I really was expecting, okay, we've got John Leguizamo. I think he's going to be doing a voice. And then when he comes out and it's like, oh, we're getting like lead Guizamo here. Mm, yeah. We're getting like the Leguizamo that played Tybalt. We're getting the Leguizamo from the take, but a fun family friendly version of it. Like it's, he gets to act in this movie. Yeah, absolutely. It, he plays himself. Like he plays this mm. really interesting, beautiful complex fun character which is a spoiler alert because you thought he was gonna be (laughs) (laughs) yeah they build him up yeah just a spoiler as you're watching the film and you're thinking oh bruno's bad guy yeah turns out he's actually a good guy he just lives in the wall. Oh, oh, I did cry once in this film you said you cried for 60 minutes and i'd love to know when oh yeah yeah for sure i cried at the point where so bruno's living in the walls right because his family has Essentially, well, no, they didn't banish him. He ran away because he didn't want to hurt his family and they don't talk about Bruno anymore. But he's living in the walls. And there's the scene where Mirabelle gets in the walls and she meets Bruno. And she realizes that his where he kind of stays is adjacent to the kitchen. And she looks through a little crack in the wall and sees that it's right up against where the family sit for meals. And he's created a little table and a fake little plate. So it's like he's sitting at the oh, table with his family cool. and he eats meals with them. Yeah. I I shed a tear, probably two, two tears. It was a really great moment of like everyone, we all know that John Leguizamo is a great character actor. Um, this movie like was like, and I think, I think everyone else and the reason why everyone's telling us to watch it, everyone else is having a bit of a moment. Anyone who cares to look up who the voice actors are of a cartoon, yeah. but Everyone else is having a moment of like, oh, he's actually a really good actor. Like, he's good in this. Yeah. He's really, like, sweet in it. And he's sweet. Like, it's just really good. Mm. Um, when did I cry? Well, this is where I was, why I was disagreeing with you so, like, vehemently. Like, like because it's it's one of those things where not only do am I like, no, I actually think it worked. Like, with your issues with the Abuela character is, like, that was, like, key to what I loved about this film. I was crying from... I had a, I've had a big week. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I was crying from the flashback, from the butterfly, from the flashback mm. of the abuela and and her like. The, so really, do watch this film. Oh my god! I'm, I'm, so I am giving it away right now, and it's I, so I don't want to. But but pretty much the end. So it wasn't sixty whole minutes, but I was getting a bit teary at the top. And uh, but that that whole sequence where the where the main character realizes mm. why the abuela has been so yeah. harsh and how there's that there's like there's this song about it's very like it's 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 up moment, but mm. it happens towards the end. The it two happens caterpillars once song. Yeah. Oh. 
It, Are you okay? Yeah, it's so <laughs> good. And it, it's just this thing of like, I think that, you know, this is almost what I would say is it's like you talked about the Trident character and like how, how, what's his name? Is that his name? Trident. Is that uh, his name? Um, Ariel's dad. Yeah, Neptune or is it Trident? It's Trident, Trident, yeah. That's a shit name King, for a character. King Trident. King Trident? Trident? That would be like a cowboy called, being called Mr. Gun. <laughs> Mr. Horsey. Mr. Horse. <laughs> um, um, I do want to look. Can I just slip in really, very quickly and say? No, it's all right. We disagree. No, we do it's disagree. Fun. We do disagree. Um, I do think the end was beautiful. That story, that song, it was beautiful. I also cried in that part. I did. My point, firstly, was a joke, but I do stand by it, was that she was so awful for the majority of the film that I was so mad at her Yeah. that... I was just mad at that character. So even with the end when it was beautiful and it was like, that's yeah, yeah. I'm like, you were still an asshole though. Like yeah. you were still an asshole. And if you treated me that way, yeah, I would find it very mad. difficult to be like, no okay. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, no, totally. I think, and, but that was, I think what I, and yeah, mad respect to your opinion and whatnot. But for <laughs> me, <laughs> mad respect for your opinions. Mad and, respect, bro. Uh, I'm big on mad respect for your opinion and whatnot. <laughs> But you, you do you. Yeah, Bad respect for your opinion and whatnot. But uh, <laughs> um, I, I that I thought that sequence was so beautiful because I think there are so many. That's a trope in these films as well. Is the princess that wants to mm. wants to be more than her responsibility or wants to know who she is and and the 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 authority figure, the king or the queen, that's like holding her back, that's not letting mm. her. Be, it's, it's the Lion King. It's a, it's a bit of a trope in um, in Disney films, mm. and I think the way they kind of played off that that I kind of thought the Abuela was just sort of I I thought I thought the film was going to be like Mirabella's story, and the Abuela just kind of steps back. If that mm. makes sense, yep. you know, yep. I was expecting the moment at the, in the end at the end where she's like, you know what. You do you, kid. You know, like that's yeah, what yeah, I yeah. thought her journey would be. And I think like the almost the the twist, it felt almost like a twist that it was their story. It was their story and it was about them. Mm. It wasn't just about the abuela. It's like the family's story. Not being nasty yeah. anymore. It wasn't just about Miranda fixing. It was about, it was a story about empathy, I think. And it was about realizing that, that, that other people might be nasty, but they're doing it. There's, there's a, I think it was a story about empathy. And I think that moment where we see, yeah, she's been horrible. She's got a lot, she's going to make a lot of amends, but Mm. like she was doing it because she experienced pain that none of those characters could understand. And the reason they could never understand that pain is because she carried that weight on her shoulders. That's very, very nice. Like that's beautiful. And I thought that was really just a beautiful, and I was just, that's what, that's what really hit me. It's just like, I don't know. I feel like we can get, I can get very like, oh, that person's a cunt. Cunt. Mm. And it's like, but I don't know their story. I don't know where they came from. I don't know why they, they're the way they are. Mm. And I just thought it was a really beautiful thing that it wasn't about anyone. It was about just like everyone. winning. It wasn't about someone winning. It was yeah. about being empathetic. And yeah. I also loved, I mean, I loved that song at the end where she was like, the gift is. The gift is you. It's not what. Who, yeah. It's not your. Oh. Oh. And I just thought that was so beautiful because that's never the message of these films. Oh, one hundred percent. 
I just thought it was a really beautiful film. And, and the other thing, one other thing I'll say, and then we can change the topic, is I think there's a bit of a problem in films at the moment. I've been thinking a lot about it. We're like, we're so afraid to make a character unlikable. We're so afraid mm. to make a character maybe even problematic, but, but, but unlikable that characters aren't having, like, I think story is about change. I think films, good films, the best films when I think about them are about characters learning or growing or becoming mm. better people. But we're so afraid of a character being unlikable that they're not, they mm. don't have enough to change from at the start of the film. There's too yeah. many movies now where, like, like I, I saw the new Bond and he's just, like, quite lovely from the start. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And it's like, wouldn't it have been a little more interesting if he was, like, really old school Bond at the start and mm. he goes on a journey? And, like, we're mm. just so afraid to make someone abrasive at the start and mm. then have them learn. Well, I think I think we've discussed this in the pod before, but kind of that on a different level as well is my favourite characters in films. Yeah my favourite ones, when it's done right, is when you're backing the bad guy, quote-unquote bad guy. So, like, when you want the bad guy to win or you want him to or her to, you know, come out of this on top or, like, you know, come out of this with a different perspective or whatever. Every movie that does that right, that character's got got my investment, you know? Mm. And you don't get it very often. You're right. Like, no, you are, you are completely, I hear exactly what you're saying. Um, you obviously have seen some shit this week <laughs> that has brought you to this. Um, no, I, do, I 100% hear what you're saying. Um, I was just so mad at that character for no, the vast majority think... of the film that that's probably bled into that. The two Caterpillars song at the end and the story, her story is incredibly beautiful. I don't want to take away from that. It, it, I, where I do very much agree with you is, like, if this wasn't a Disney film. Yeah. I probably you, 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 that you would end it a little more ambiguously. You know, we've you got would to go end get it on therapy, like, Granny. We like, need yeah. to like build a yeah. little from here. Like yeah. there was like a kind of like good, 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 good all the yeah. way up, like all the way. Whereas like there's there's like you know there's amends that need to be made, and there's yeah. and there's another thing on TikTok. I think I saw it. I'm obsessed with TikTok right now. Um, was that we, at the end when Bruno comes back to his family? He goes around and apologizes to everybody and no one says sorry to him. Wow. And there's a lot of people being like, why have the family not said sorry to Bruno for what they did to him? That's true. Where, but he went around, he was like, I'm sorry that I told you that your wedding was going to be a mistake or I told you that your goldfish was going to die. And they're all just like, don't worry about it, Bruno. Let's talk about something else. Oh, don't mm. worry about Do it, Bruno. They, Welcome the, back the, to the family. The dad's no one like, says, I got it. I, isn't there that moment? There's where no one like, says, we're sorry for what happened to you. Yeah, yeah. And he goes around and tells us. Anyway, it's just one of those fans. That's very moments. interesting. Yeah. <laughs> it's very funny, though, because I think sometimes, like, um, if we've learned anything from the Star Wars trilogy, it's that. Have you, did you watch any of. You've never no. seen the Star Wars. I did watch Fast and the Furious 5, though. Fast five, that's a good one. Well, get ready for seven, man. (laughs) Five's solid, it's fine. Seven is just... Okay, great. Um, What do you think of Fast Five? Fun. So much fun. Now now you know the characters, skip six, head straight over to seven, (laughs) have the time of your fucking life. All right, six. But the thing I would say, right, so Star Wars, fuck, fuck, oh my goodness, the last one... Basically, there was a lot of Star Wars fans saying they should have done this, they should have done this, they should have done this. How come they didn't address this? Mm-hmm. How come? 
And then the third film is like, this is what happens when you address every note from the fandom. It is just a hot mess. Yeah. Because like people love to be like, no one said sorry to Bruno. And then other people would be like, this character didn't get a moment. And then they'll be like, this, it's interesting because this didn't happen. And then it's like, all right, I'll give you an eight hour film. Do you know what I <laughs> they go yeah. through? And now, da, 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 it's everything's happy. And now we're all going to get a coffee with Bruno and work through some stuff. <laughs> I do hope more than anything that this movie doesn't have a sequel. Yeah. I don't want it. I don't want it to be that. I want this. I really, really want this movie to just be what it is, which is incredible, and not feel the need to have to like fucking make some sort of crazy ass franchise. Disney, for all their faults, is pretty good at not doing sequels. Mm. You know what I mean? They're pretty good at mm. they 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 milk things for everything they're worth. They do sequels, but like they do sequels for so many movies. That but they're they all like just straight to video. Like I, yes. they, they're almost not not canon. Yes, yes. Do you know what I mean? Like I think they think of them as like I don't think. So I think they fucked it with Monsters Inc. So mm. Monsters, that's Pixar, right? Mm. Yeah, but that yeah, yeah. Oh, um, I've got to say my Pixar theory. Monsters Inc. is a ten out of ten film for me. Right, it's in my top top ten yeah. of all time. Yeah, wow. Well. Ten out of ten. They should not have made. Monsters University. Yeah. They should not have done sequels. Not because they weren't funny or whatever. They were fine. But it took away from this incredible beauty that was the original film by by creating other movies attached to that film that weren't as good. Yeah. And I just, I want Encanto to just be this thing. I think everyone should fucking see it. I think it did quite well at the box office. Uh, no, I don't think it did crazy well, mm. but... I don't think anything does really well at the box, box office, office anymore. anymore. Yeah, so I think it's probably doing good stuff for Disney Plus. Yeah, great, and it should. And it'll it's get word so of mouth as fucking well. Fucking good. Like uh, you know, everyone's gonna fucking mm. want to watch Encanto after this potty. Yeah, that's true. Um, it's so fucking good. My theory about Pixar, right, is Pixar was the best animation studio in in the fucking world, right? Mm. They had like a fucking like moment, right? And then Disney bought Pixar. And then Pixar went a bit wobbly and Disney got good again. <laughs> so I yeah? reckon. Yeah. I, look, this is based on nothing. Yeah. But, and Pixar's doing good stuff again because Soul was really good and Toy Story 4 was really good. Really, really good. Toy, have you oh, seen? my God. Toy Story 4 was amazing. Yeah. Like fucking. And, but. Talk about crap. Did you cry in that? Uh, no. Oh, my God. But I cried like, like, this is the thing I say is. I didn't cry like a baby when I watched Soul. I cried like a toddler. I was going to tell you this after the pod. Right. I'll tell you on. I'll tell you live on the pod. Um, after we watched Encanto, we watched Soul. So last night I watched Encanto and Soul. That's a fucking double bill. What a double fucking bill! Did you like Soul? Oh yeah. That not as much as Encanto. No, no, that was a, that. That puts it up against it. But mm. I think as an artist, as someone who does an artist, I do a podcast about John Leguizamo. As a person who does make stuff, <laughs> a crafty person, <laughs> as, a, as a person that makes stuff, I loved Soul so much because I thought I thought the complexity of oh my god of what it was about. Like I was just like, I movies are always about oh I made it yay or. Or they're like, oh, I made it and it makes me feel a little hollow. So this is what's going to make mm. me happy. But I just loved that it was just sort of like, 
that's tough. Yeah. <laughs> like it's a whole movie about you just kind of doesn't really matter what you do. You just kind of got to find happiness in the moment. Oh, so good. And that, that bit, that bit where he's like playing the piano and seeing all these moments and it's And just, then he goes into the zone. Yeah. Yeah. Ah. Spoiler warning for. Soul. <laughs> Soul. Go see Soul as well. Like go see it. It's on go Disney Plus. It. Just, just, just Double bill it like I did last night with my partner. It was I great. I go Soul then Encanto. Encanto. I would watch Encanto first. But then that uh, hurts soul. Yeah, but you don't want... Yeah, that's true. That's yeah. true. Okay, yep, fair. Don't can, watch them together. Watch one one night and watch one a week later. Yeah, watch one one night and then maybe just jump on Paramount Plus. Yeah. Watch something on Paramount Plus. Maybe jump on Mubi. We don't have a, Paramount Plus Watch an Plus art yet. house curio. We don't. But I'll tell you what I did get the other day. Tubi. Yeah, you told me about this. Fucking, man, it delivers on the late <laughs> 90s uh, curios. Does it? I think it's worth getting. It's free. I think it's worth getting for John Legs. I reckon there might just there'll be times where it's just like, oh, where do we find this movie? Oh, there it is, Johnny Legs. Yeah, yeah. I had two movies in a row I wanted to watch that were like I wanted to watch Existence, mm. and I wanted to watch um, oh, this weird called the New Rose Hotel. This like William Gibson adaptation that, that was fine, mm. and both of them were on Tubi, and I didn't. I was like, wow, Amazing. what a what a what a surprise. Right. Um, should we should we do like with Starmos? Yeah, but I've said my Pixar theory. I reckon oh, they I reckon they bought Pixar and then just like poached. Like I reckon they fucking were like uh, yeah, <laughs> come on, come on, boy. Teach us how to do that cool thing where it looks like the camera's <laughs> sort of going in and out of focus. <laughs> Probably. And they're like, all right, but we're making Monsters University. And they're like, I just put a couple of interns. <laughs> Come on, come give us a hand with Frozen. You can <laughs> just get whoever the fuck. For what the about this dinosaur. guy? No, he can go there. You come on. <laughs> hey, we'll give you. How about we do a little skills exchange? <laughs> you give us a couple of your people. We'll give you Brother Bear. We'll give you. We'll brother give you the guy. We'll give, give you the guy that did Brother Bear. <laughs> <laughs> we'll give you. We'll give you the guy that did the Country Bear Jamboree movie from two thousand two. <laughs> You give us these people that are like innovating on story and camera effects. <laughs> we'll give you the person that said yes to more, said yes to the idea of making Pirates of the Caribbean some weird singular story with recurring characters. Oh fuck, that's so funny. Um, I agree. That's probably what happened. If we're talking about this film in terms of stars, if it was out of five, I would give Encanto five stars. <coughs> yeah. As a movie. Yeah. It was out of 10, I would probably give it more like a nine and a half. Wow. So you'd really be giving it a four and No, it's quarters. like it's a closer to a five. I'm giving it five stars. Five stars. Yeah, just five stars. But in terms of Leguistamos, and I thought about this last night, wow. I'm going to give it three Leguistamos. Are you fucking kidding No, me? but I want to explain to you. Oh, no, I'm giving it three. And I started to doubt myself then because of the face you just gave me. Yeah, I want he you to He is doubt it. phenomenal <laughs> in this film. Yeah. His character is a central character. Mm-hmm. He gets a song about him, which is sick. It is some of the best voiceover work I have heard him do, and I've heard him do a fuckload of voiceover work. And he's very work good now. at voiceover work. Incredible. He's so good at voiceover work. It really, like, like, really is a great. Absolutely. I'm no, no doubt. The reason I give it mm. three mm. is because he didn't get his own song, and I really wanted it. Like, I was mm-hmm. from the second the movie started, I was like, oh my god, I hope Johnny Legs gets a song. He didn't get a whole song. The other is that he actually wasn't in this movie very much. Mm. 
And I wish he was Mm -hmm. like, I wish there was more of a, I wish there was more of him. I wanted more of his relationship with Mirabelle Mm. when she first goes into his room and finds that like whatever. That's fair. Yeah. That's That's why it's not, he's incredible in it, but I just wanted a bit more. And I'm not saying I wanted more because I'm greedy and I love legs. I actually think that, it would have made the movie. He was um, he was thematically quite important to the story. Hundred percent, but that and, is why I could have done yes. with a few more moments. Like, That's why I give it three leg with star modes. Yeah. Um, for that reason, but he is insane in this movie. You're not right. Like you, I, I, we should have written down our stars before because now I'm like wavering because mm. I think I think you're not wrong that like he could have been. It's tough. I think there were definitely versions of this story where. He was more central to the ending or, mm. um, it's interesting. Um, three stars, right. You're giving it three too. No, no. I was just like three stars question mark. Three Leguistamos. Yes. So I'm going to tell you a little story before okay. I start writing. Uh, when me and Annie, my partner first started dating, we went to, um, uh, an American themed diner restaurant and, um, Tom, can you put some music under this? This feels and like a music moment. We got a uh, milkshake, a choc malt milkshake, and it had a scoop of ice cream on top, and we shared it. This is like a first date. It's early, early, right? What year? Like early. Okay. I don't even know. Like first year of us being together. Uh, and Annie, absentmindedly, I think we were hungover then because we loved the party. Uh, <laughs> loved. I'm very boring now. And she absentmindedly ate all of the ice cream scoop that was on top of the milkshake. Didn't even realize she'd done it. Just ate all of the ice cream scoop, right? And I never let it go. <laughs> like, I'll bring it up now. Yeah. I'll be like, remember that time you ate all of the ice cream scoop? And it's just a joke. I don't, I'm not actually mad at her. It was a one-off thing. Mm-hmm. It's a bit of a joke, the idea that she ate the whole ice cream scoop. Right? About four or five years later, So it was, and this is a running joke, like, but I'm still bitter about it. I'll still use it as a joke as like this thing of like, well, what did the, four or five years later, we went to gold class and uh, we got some, some mini burgers and chips to share. One burger each. And gold class, as you know, if you, as you know, Mish, but maybe you're international, it's, it's, it's a bit like, uh, it's, it's, it's a bit like the Alamo draft house. You you get food in the dark cinema. And a big chair. What's that? And a big chair. A big chair. That's not like the Alamo Draft House. You get like a reclining chair. So I was just eating, I ate my burger and then I was just absentmindedly eating the chips through the movie. And then Annie puts her hand in the chip container and then she looks at me and she says, Zach, I didn't have a single chip. I thought we were You ate all the chippies. I thought we were going one. And I'm a bit bit bad at that, you know, but I thought we were going one for one. And I find out in that moment that I ate all of the chips. And in that moment, I Did knew... Did you have enough time to buy more chips? Uh, maybe. I can't remember. Because the point is, in that moment, I knew the power of that time she ate the whole ice cream was now gone. It was null and void. It was gone. Mish, I tell you this story because you can never come for me for my four and a half for Arabian Nights. Mm. Because you just gave three stars? Sure, you had some valid criticisms, but three stars to this star vehicle for our John Leguizamo. Three stars. I'm regretting it a bit after that. You've made it sound really... I'm not. 
Because whenever you say to me, oh, remember when you gave four and a half to Arabian Nights? I'll say, well, Mish, remember when you had a couple of valid criticisms for a film that maybe could have made it lose a half a point, dropped it down to four and a half instead of the five it deserved? You instead gave it three stars. I'm regretting it Leg now. Like Starmos? No, it's on the record. It's there. And you can never come for me I for Arabian like, Nights. I feel like maybe I was being too cynical now. I need to have Arabian Nights. I need that. <laughs> Good, the record's clear. We've wiped the Part slate. of me really wants to make it four, but See, I can't, but I can't now cra- because I've said three. Here's know? what's crazy about Arabian Nights. Sure, yeah, I was like a little bit excited that he got to play two parts. I was having a bit of fun. It really was a as a was a really solid oh, great God, here we three go. and a half leg with Starmos. You know, I'll own that. Um, you gave Encanto three leg with Starmos because I give it five. Oh, <gasps> do you leg with Starmos? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, valid criticism, but I think if any of those scenes were in there, I think maybe it would have slowed the plot down. And and I think his character was helping. He was reflecting oh, her. Oh, God, I have so much regret. He was like... And it's not because I'm a sheep. It's not because I want to copy Zach. It's because I think I came up with that score in my head last night when I was... I don't know, maybe I was being uber cynical or something. But no, I've got, I'm going to stand with it because I do feel like... He didn't get a song. Yeah. And that is worth a star mo. He probably should have got a song. Yeah, that is worth a, That's how I justify it. It's worth a full star I mean, we've seen Sweno. He can do a he song. He can do a song. Yeah. And, like, he needed a song and he didn't fucking get one. And that's worth a star mo because of the excitement I felt going mm. into the film that I was going to hear Johnny Legs do a song. Mm, mm. So I stand by that. And then the other leg with Starmer was purely because I felt like he wasn't in it enough. Mm. And after what you've said, I feel like that could have just been a half point or no point at all, but I'm sticking with no, my that's, three. That's totally fair. And I Mish. don't want I don't want I anyone think to go three me. to like movies that he's been in one scene for, but that's cool, man. Stop it! <laughs> oh, this is gonna fucking kill me. No, look, I'm not gonna I'm not this is the thing. I'm not gonna go you for this three stars. Yeah. Because now we have... Um, yeah, you ate my ice cream, but I ate your chippies. Yeah, yeah you know what I I'm saying? It. I get it. You know, I'm never going to play this three stars on you because you're never going to play... Four and a half. Four and a half. And if either of us do, we can just bring him up again. Bam, done. Yeah. <laughs> done. Uh, no, because look, honestly, after you were talking, that's why I said I should have written it down. I was like, yeah, I'd drop it down to a four and a half. But I'm like, no, I'll stick to the yeah, five. Yeah, let's just stay true because, to ourselves. And, and I, think, I think the thing I would say is I think if he had had a song, if he had had, maybe a song could have worked. A song would have been really good. But I think what he. The he, Leguizamo fan in me wanted the song. Yeah. But I think what that character was representing was like, this is the path you might go down. Mm. You have to fight. You have to push against this pressure because, you know, that's what he represented for the character. And if he'd had a song, I think we would have moved away from that core of Mirabella and and the... All right, fine. But I'm sticking with my score. No, that's good. And uh, five's too much. Mm. It should have been a four and a half. But, you know, we're here. We're we're, we're, where we are. (laughs) Um, I'm, I'm, I'm fucking everyone up. definitely go and watch Encanto. It is go and watch it phenomenal. In your living room. I'm sorry. In your, yeah, go watch it in your living room. I'm sorry. Um, I have a request for Tom for music. Yeah. I want Tom to pick his favorite Disney song. Chuck it on the end That's of this episode. Great. That's yeah, I mean, everyone one. expected me to be like, put on We Don't Talk About Bruno, which no, is no. so, so catchy. But Tom, straight up, mate, I want you to look back into your little brain archive yeah. and go, what is your favourite Disney song? Wow. Chuck it on the end of this part. And then if you have the energy, I want you to sort of um, mix that. No, with don't. your favourite Lin-Manuel Miranda <laughs> song. 
No, don't do that. No, you mean you can. No, now we've asked, we kind of feel like... No, I don't want to put that pressure on. He's a busy boy. He's putting together the music for Auntie Dotter's live show. That's true. Don't take up too much of your time, Tom, Um, but if you can do it, the the listeners would appreciate it. Mish, you know, I teased you for your three stars and all of that, but I I had such a wonderful time watching this movie. It was a really great moment of like, fuck, I'm glad I'm doing this podcast. Same. I love watching that movie. I love chatting to you. You're a good friend. Oh, Zach. I've had a wonderful time. Um... Fuck, it's a good one. It's a good one. It's such a good one. I love it when we're surprised by a good one. And I think he's going to get a lot of good work out of this. I think we're going to be enjoying some cool little animations now. I would love that. Thank you, Bish. No worries. Thanks, Zach. Robin Hood and Little John walking through the forest, laughing back and forth at what the other has to say. Reminiscing this and that and having such a good time. Oodle lolly, oodle lolly, golly, what a day. Never ever thinking there was danger in the water they were drinking, they discussed. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.